Welcome to the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast, where greatness awaits you. I'm your host, Dr. Carlton Bell, an accredited real estate business development coach with over two decades of experience in the real estate industry. I would like to extend an invitation to all real estate practitioners to join us every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we take a deep dive into the complexities of establishing new business opportunities, implementing accountability, developing mental toughness in a challenging market, all the while enhancing the growth and development of your business through learning and incorporating artificial intelligence. Whether you're an ambitious new real estate agent, a seasoned professional, a team leader, or a broker owner hoping to expand your company, or even if you're a declining rock star striving to regain your greatness, this podcast will serve your needs. Tune in to fully tap into your potential and become the prosperous and productive real estate professional you've always wanted to be. If you're ready to elevate your business, join us every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast, where greatness awaits you. Welcome to the Real Estate Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carlton Bell. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of joining me here on the podcast, Mr. Derek Smith. Mr. Derek Smith is the vice president of Freedom Path. Freedom Path is an all-in-one financial wellness company. Uh, to sit here and try to go over his entire bio would be us would be a huge disservice to to us to really try to sum it all up in a few minutes. But I'm just trying to give it a, the best that I can. Mr. Smith's bio is really extensive. Um, so he, he really brings, you know, over two decades of experience as a national sales and training leader in the financial service industry, as well as being a former broker owner of a Remax franchise that was located in Bowie, Maryland. He's also the past president of a major historical real estate trade organization in Prince George's County. Uh, Mr. Smith's passion for financial literacy, education, and credit awareness is just one of the things that really drives him today. And it's the reason why I really wanted him on my podcast. Now, the purpose of our podcast is to provide our listeners with insight, guidance, and tips on all things real estate. So our topic today is really going to cover credit mastery, your pathway to financial freedom. So before we get started, you know, let's go ahead and acknowledge our sponsors really quickly. This podcast is brought to you by VX Pro. VX Pro is a graphic web and publication design company that provides creative design and enhanced AI-powered services specializing in graphic, visual, and publication design. So, Mr. Smith, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the podcast, man. I'm really excited about having you here today, man. You have absolutely no idea. My 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 excitement is through the roof, man, because I know what you bring to the table and I know exactly what you're getting ready to give to these agents that we're getting ready to try to touch today, as well as to the general public. So I think this is probably going to transcend across a couple of different platforms to help people, as well as to educate these real estate agents out here that's in this market, man. So give me a little bit more in regards to who you are, what you do, man, and your passion for this whole for this whole credit process. Yeah, man. Look, I first of all, I, I appreciate you uh in that award-winning introduction. Yeah. And uh you couldn't have said it better, man. But it's always a, a great opportunity to be able to uh be a co-host sidekick, man, to someone who's awesome and amazing, man. And I and I appreciate you just over the last probably maybe almost 20 years or so, uh, in our uh relationship, not only just in business, but in friendship, man. I, I'll never forget. And whether you remember or not, man, my first real estate transaction almost 20 years ago, uh, you was the listing agent and uh, yeah. I submitted an offer and uh, you didn't allow or convince the seller to accept my offer. You kicked me to the curb. Uh, and so I was mad at you at first meetup. But yeah. uh, but then we made up over time. And uh, now you my ace, boom, coon, man. And I appreciate you, you know, big time. But uh, but yeah, man, I'm really just passionate about seeing people take their lives to the next level and being pretty successful in the real estate space over the years in my early twenties, man, I, I realized a lot of people aren't afforded the, the opportunity to become homeowners, not because of income challenges, because of, you know, credit challenges. And I was turning away a lot of people, man. And uh, I got to a place where I said, I got to do something about it. And so, you know, maybe probably eight, nine years into my career, I, I said, I need to be able to have a resource for these individuals to have less than perfect credit so I can incubate these relationships 
spend some time with them and I can kind of be part of that before and after testimony, man. And so I found a credit repair company that was doing a great job getting a lot of our clients' credit scores to a place where they need to be so they can qualify uh, for a mortgage, man. And uh, and, and then so much uh, time went on, uh, I, I realized, man, that maybe if I got out of an industry, I could service the industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the company I was working with at the time, they asked me would I be interested to be able to grow out their marketplace over the country and work with mortgage companies, real estate companies, agents, brokers all over the country. And I said, yes. And so I just became the go-to person on the front end of those transactions Serve some people with challenge credit, man. And uh, it just evolved. And here we are now going to 2024, man. I've helped thousands of people get credit worthy. And uh, just an amazing feat when you get that call from someone to say, hey, you know, Mr. Smith, guess what? We just purchased a home and I contribute to that when everybody else kind of, you know, cut them off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I can attest to that because, you know, uh, with, with you and I both being in the real estate industry and you having a firm understanding of what's going on in our market, there's a huge misconception out there right now that we are in the same type of situation that we were in back in 2008 and 2009. And, and, you know, I stand firm on my belief that we're far from that, but a lot of the consumers that are out there right now don't feel that way. And a lot of the real estate agents that are out there in the industry actually practicing every single day don't feel that way. So with the market being the way that it is now, I think today, if I'm not mistaken, I think the interest rate today, uh, was at 7.4% today, if I'm not mistaken. But still, at a 7.4% interest rate, that's still a great rate. Um, I know you and I were talking one time before in regards to when we both first purchased our houses, and that rate was somewhere in that same category, somewhere between 75 and 7%. You know, so it's um, it's is you run into people out here now, man, that just think that they got to have excellent credit, they got to have perfect credit in order to actually get approved. Now, you do have some people in our industry that that really don't understand the dynamics behind credit and they really take the loan officer's approach in regards to working with the client. And then they have a tendency not to really know what to do once the loan officer says to them, well, you know, your client isn't credit worthy at this particular point. So some of the questions that I want to ask you today are all going to be situated around how we actually help these agents understand the process, what it is that they can implement, and then basically help the consumer as well address some of these issues who may have not so perfect credit. So if you don't mind, explain to me the different categories between what's considered bad credit, good credit, excellent credit, and perfect credit, if you don't mind. Yeah, so you know, a great question, man. I, you know, our credit score ranges are, are anywhere from from three hundred and fifty to eight hundred mm-hmm. um, to qualify for a mortgage. Most lending institutions or loan officers probably would tell you you need to be in that kind of six hundred, maybe six twenty to to six sixty, six eighty classification to qualify for a mortgage. But very good credit is considered seven twenty above. So anything kind of in that seven twenty to eight hundred range. Uh, is kind of on an equal, you know, a playing field of of qualification as far as how you're being perceived and how you're being considered. You know, unfortunately, people make decisions about you based upon a three-digit credit score. And so obviously the higher the score, the better. So the goal is to really strive to that 720 or better situation. You would be surprised, man, just one collection account, or even if you got some major like a bankruptcy, when it comes off that credit profile, how it can just increase your credit score tremendously. And so you know, we our goal is just to help everybody get to that threshold of uh, what they consider excellent credit. Again, that 720 is that magic number, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I know that that we're talking about the 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 opportunity to to uh, position yourself in order to purchase a home within today's economy. But that also transcends over into other industries also like uh, insurance for your auto insurance and qualifying for, for automobiles and credit card purchases and, and, I mean, credit card applications and things of that nature, correct? Absolutely, man. I mean, listen, man, when we talk about applying for an automobile, you know, there's a difference between someone that has great credit and they're only in the car dealership for an hour versus the individual that got challenged credit. They might not even buy the car the same day. Why? Because mm-hmm. I got to keep shopping to find the right financial partner to get you in a situation and you in there for eight hours or you got to come back tomorrow. You got to come back, you know, two or three days later. And in that instance, most people don't actually buy the car that they want. They buy the car that they can qualify for. 
And so whether you're trying to get solar panels on your house, like you said, your automobile insurance and, you know, premium that you pay monthly is tied to a credit score or whether on the employment side, you're trying to get a security clearance, you know, all those factors do really, really play a part. You know, a good friend of mine is an authorized dealer for ADT, the alarm company. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, they have a program where you can get all your free equipment and, and all of those bells and whistles um, and their offering package. But on that offering package, it doesn't say that it's credit score contingent. Right. And uh, and so if you don't have great credit, that stuff ain't free. Right. You know, you're going to have to pay for it. So we just got to really be deliberate and, and really walking uh, into that door of being, you know, intentional of, of attempting to have great credit at the least. So what actually makes up the actual credit score and how is that credit score actually calculated? Yeah, man, you know, the anatomy of the credit profile is very interesting, right? You you kind of got some components, right? The the biggest component is is 35% of your credit score revolves around your payment history. You, you got to pay your bills on time, right? A 30 days late will, will, will cripple that score, especially if you got 30 days late by two, 60 days late, 90 days late, you was behind on that card note, et cetera. I mean, that really, really damages your credit, you know, to a place where you just, you, you, it's hard to recover from that. Right. Especially if it's an active account, right? Your your car note or your mortgage, you're late because those things are harder to, to get off the credit report. But that's 35% of your score. So that's very, very important. Sometimes you might need to change your due date. If you know you're going to be late for whatever reason, 30 days late, you might need to ask them to change your due date so you're not 30 days late. But you got to address that as number one. Number two, 30% of your score revolves around your debt to income ratios, right? Or your activity rate. Um, that basically means that you cannot exceed 30% of your available balance in the next billing cycle. So that means if you got a $1,000 credit card, 30% mm -hmm. of that is $300. So that means in November, you owe $500 and that goes into the billing cycle of December. That exceeds 30%. You, you got to pay that balance down. And the great thing about, you know, how the scoring model works is you don't even have to pay it down to zero. You can just pay it down to 290, 295. Long as you within that 30% range, it factors all one and the same. So that's number two. Thirdly, 15% of your score is your, 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 your credit history. Mm -hmm. Most people pay things off and they close their accounts because they don't trust themselves, right? And right. so it's important that you got to look at your credit profile like a relationship. You know, if there's been a longstanding history of trust and credibility, right? The relationship typically has better chemistry. And that's the same thing with your credit profile. If you had a credit card for 10 years and you still maintained a balance below 30%, if somebody else is looking to loan you money, yeah. Right. Say, oh, OK, you've been responsible for 10 years. I can lend you money. Right. right? And then the other two, you know, components of the credit profile is your credit mix. Ten percent is your credit mix. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the school loans. That's the car note. That's the Macy's and the Home Depot cards. Right. Not not the mortgages and things of that such. And then the last 10 percent is your inquiries. You, you got to just right. manage, obviously, if you're looking for an apartment or you're shopping for a car, them inquiries can pile up. Don't play a big part. But really, your payment history, man, and keeping the balance is low. If you can master those two things, you, you know you're in a great situation. Okay, so let's say you're you're struggling and you and you've had some incident, you've had some 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 incidents where you've fallen behind because you know life happens to everybody and and everybody you know runs into some financial challenges from time to time. When they do find themselves in that position and what it is they're trying to achieve is actually home ownership at this particular point. You know, um, how do you guys, you know, help people to repair their credit over at Freedom Path? Yeah, Freedom Path, you know, the great thing about our program, we got a direct integration kind of backdoor, uh, I like to say, access to the credit bureaus, whereby we hold them accountable. People don't realize uh, in the mid 70s. Uh, a law was put in place called the Fair Credit Reporting Act. And uh, it gave consumers the right and the ability to dispute everything on the credit report. Doesn't matter what it is, judgments, liens, collections, bankruptcies, et cetera. Not disputing whether or not these things are real, actual, factual, or they happen to you. It's just the manner by which the credit bureaus have a responsibility to, to, to verify information before they place it on your credit report. And if mm -hmm. they don't verify, they have to delete it. And so that's what we do. We hold them accountable. We dispute those derogatory accounts. The law says if the credit bureaus can't verify in 30 days, they have to delete it. And that's what we do. We okay. hold them accountable, dispute, attack. And if they can't verify, they have to delete it from the credit report. So if it's deleted from the credit report, can it come back? The only way things get reported on the credit report or pop back up is activity. 
Okay. Which means the only way that it can pop back up is if you, the consumer, creates new activity, such as you make a payment. If you got a thousand dollar collection and you just want to send them a hundred dollars, that's the activity that they got to report. Okay. If they call you and they say, Hey, is this Carlton Bell? And you say yes. And they say this call is being monitored for quality assurance purposes. You just validated and affirmed that debt obligation. That's activity. And okay. so the key is once these things come off your report, the people that you owe money, they don't know. Because right. we're not com communicating with the Macy's and the Home Depot. We're simply going to the credit bureaus. Mm -hmm. okay? mm -hmm. So it comes off the credit report. If you owe Macy's some money, they don't know that it's been deleted. But if it just so happened, they call you trying to collect on what you owe, and you just give them that stamp of approval that the debt obligation is uh, is yours, then all of a sudden they can re-report you. But otherwise, it doesn't impact your life any. You can keep it moving, going about your business, and, 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 and live a, a quality of life. Yeah, so so let's just be clear to our listeners so they so they understand this. Just because it's been deleted doesn't excuse you from the debt. It, that's it, a great that's, question. That's what yeah. I'm hearing, correct? Yeah, I mean that's that's real life, right? You borrow money from me and you ain't paid me back. Like you you still owe me. That right. doesn't mean that the world knows your business that you owe right. me. Right. Right. The credit bureaus tell the world your business that you owe me. We right. just saying we ain't gonna make your 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 irresponsibility public. Right. But you still owe me that money. And that's is what we should be doing is being really mindful of what our credit history looks like, what our credit yeah. profile looks like, and to really operate from an ethical standpoint and honor our debts. I, I mean, I, absolutely, man. Look, at the end of the day, part of being fiscally responsible, financially responsible, being a steward, you borrow money, figure it out. You know, we're, we're just a solution for those people that don't have the discretionary income or the disposable monies to figure it out mm -hmm. so while you're figuring it out we can get the stuff off your report and then boom you can work towards you know reestablishment of your footing and, and kind of go from there so so i know you you're talking about uh items being deleted and things of that nature but let's let's go a little deeper and let's talk about those big ticket items like the judgments and the liens and the bankruptcies and and the child support and things of that nature can those things be removed from your credit report yeah, man, you know, it, it doesn't really even matter what it is, okay. right? Whether it's a bankruptcy or whether it's a, a $50 cable bill. We're going to dispute it, and the credit bureau's got to verify the $50 cable bill the same way they got to verify the bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. So the magnitude of what it is is irrelevant to the process by which the credit bureaus are accountable and got to verify and carry out that same process. So, I mean, case in point, man, I just had a young lady. We got a bankruptcy off her credit report. She filed bankruptcy in 2014. It was discharged in 15. Um, the credit bureaus only got 30 days to verify. They didn't. So they deleted it from all three bureaus. Her score went up 82 points just from that. That's major. That's a big deal, man. That'll put somebody at a 600, close to 700, just from that one derogatory account. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. But but typically things like that don't necessarily happen. That's on a case by case basis. Because how long a bankruptcy is normally attached to a person's uh, credit profile? Yeah, you know I tell every you know our clients all the time. Everybody's situation is different, right? We we don't boast in a one hundred percent guarantee. What we do boast in is every sixty days we're gonna diligently attack, 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 and give yourself the best shot. Uh, to get it off. But uh, on average, if someone doesn't dispute anything on their credit report, an inquiry would stay on there for two years until it falls off. Normal accounts with no activity, seven years would fall off. So you got an account from, from 2016, there's been no activity, boom, at the end of 23, it should fall off. And then a bankruptcy is 10, right. if you don't attack none of those things. So in light of the two, seven, and 10 rule uh, of thumb, of years for those accounts, it can come off a lot sooner and that doesn't even play a part. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. So let's shift gears a little bit and let's and let's dig into the real estate side of it. You know, um how can an individual who is interested in purchasing a house that has subpar credit, what are some tips and things that you can give them to help them build their credit profile? Yeah, you know, you might be a situation, man, where it's um a quick trick, right? Let's just say you got a credit card you got a thousand dollar balance on, mm -hmm. and you know you're going to fill your gas tank up today, and uh, and it's going to cost you fifty dollars. 
Use that credit card, boom, for your gas, and then go home, online bill pay, and make a payment from your checking account. Your wait, wait, wait. You said it's going to cost you $50 to fill up the tank. What you driving? A Honda Somebody <laughs> might got a Hyundai or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I know you drive them big Suburbans and all that. They cost you $150. <laughs> so we'll just use the, the, the industry normal $50, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, you, you know, I would, I would really challenge individuals, if you know you're going to go spend $50 or $100 in the grocery store, use uh -huh. that credit card, then go home and make a payment. Because what it does is it shows activity utilization, payment, activity utilization, payment. Well, most people go wrong is they just use credit cards and replace a money that they really don't have. Right. Instead of playing the game and, and, and making those activity transactions and then making a payment. So now the creditor is like, oh, okay, cool. Because keep in mind, you don't pay interest unless you carry a balance into a new month. So if I'm using a credit card in November and I'm making a payment in November, I'm not carrying no balance in December. So it doesn't cost me anything. Right. I'm still getting my frequent flyer miles, my discounts on my hotels. I'm getting mm -hmm. all the benefits that a credit card, you know, uh, allows me to, to take advantage of, but it's not cost me no money. So that's, that's number one. That's a quick little trick to that. Secondly, man, if I can just stress it more than anything else is just make sure you don't have no late payments on your stuff, man. Yeah. You got to do that. And then you got to drive the credit card balances below 30%. Cause that's why I see so many people say, I don't know why my credit is so bad, Mr. Smith. I pay all my bills on time, but all your cars are maxed out. Right. Paying your bills on time, paying the minimum payment due, and your cars are maxed out, ain't really helping you get to where you're trying to go, although your payment history is clean. Yeah. So we, we got to create that, that dual type of situation. Balance is low, on time, it's all good. Keep your accounts open. Sometimes too, man, you know, you could be an authorized user on somebody's account, right? Let's just say your mom, you know, got a credit card that's below 30%. Right. Right. She can add you to that card account. You don't even need a card. She can right. just add you to that, which some would call like a trade line. She can add you to her credit card as an authorized user. You get the benefit of her low utilization. Right. That impacts your score. The downside right. is you just got to be careful to make sure if mom goes over 30%, you take that hit too. Right. You know, in some instances, if you're dealing with someone that's responsible and they're not doing that, you, you can maximize that that moment and, and do that. That's what a lot of people do with their children and yeah. just maintain that, especially when your kids hit 18, go ahead, add them, and it's all good to start to stimulate that profile. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, I get that. I get that. So what would you say would be um, some, some better practices uh, for real estate professionals to help them help their clients prepare for improving their credit purchases, I mean, their credit score. Yeah, man, you know, I when, when I was a broker, man, I used to do these workshops called uh, How to Buy a House with Less Than Perfect Credit. Yeah, I remember and, that. Uh, man, we used to pack them out, man, and because you can buy a house with less than perfect credit, but first you got to be responsible and you got to fix it. It's all preparation of home ownership. And so, you know, I, I would really, you know, drum up the lead generation campaigns because at the end of the day, now you, you have a pipeline management tool. If you partner with a company like us or someone like myself, to help mm -hmm. manage those relationships. Because again, two to six months, maybe eight months or whatever, that, that client who was not ready, willing, and able will now be ready, willing, and able. Right. So it, it, it adds value to the relationship where you don't have to turn people away. Um, but I would just ask my clients to be upfront and honest. Do you have any idea what your credit score is? Let's take a look at that. Okay, great. I'm gonna get you in touch with some people that can help improve your credit situation. So you can just not just buy a house, but right. buy the house you really desire. Right. So they need to basically have a relationship with the company like Freedom Path and yourself to help help them help their clients stay on track or get on track in order to be able to purchase or qualify. Yep. Yep. Cause because otherwise, man, you're just turning people away. You know how it go. Somebody yep. you get a referral, somebody call you. I got your number from your aunt. She gave me your number. We're looking to buy a house. Okay, cool. You send them to the loan officer. He come back and tell you they got good income, but they don't have a credit score yet. It's 580. Typically, most realtors, what do they do? They turn them away and then yeah. call them in six months. Hey, just touch the bases with you. Oh, we already bought a house. Right. You feel me? So you got to be there from start to finish to say, hey, listen, the loan officer told me that your credit score wasn't right, but it's all good. I got a solution. I'm right. going to introduce you to an individual or a company that's going to work on improving your credit situation. Every 45, 60 days, I'm going to check in with you guys, see where you are. And I'm going to walk that thing with you. Because the goal is, man, if you can just close... 20% of 
of those prospect clients that you normally would turn away. Yeah. That's a lot of money costs. And I mean, on average, right. If you think, you know, the average commission is five grand. Yeah. And you got 20 denials. Right. And you close two of them, three of them. That's an extra 10, 15 grand. Yeah, absolutely. All so day. now you can start to make your income projections as a real estate professional, because now I'm a lead generate. I need to generate at least 25 new leads a month. Mm -hmm. Safe to say probably, you know, 20 of them not going to be ready, willing, and able. Right. Put that 20 aside, incubate that 20, five grand per transaction on average. That's an extra hundred grand. Right. Now I'm a six-figure realtor on top of my ready, willing, and able people. It's a process. Right. So the real estate professional that which I coach on and I tell people all the time is you need to be very well well-rounded when it yeah. comes to this business. It's not just about opening doors and showing property. It's, right. a, it's about cultivating relationships and helping people to improve their quality of life. That's what it's really about. You know, mm -hmm. when they look at us as real estate professional, they're looking at us as the expert in regards to the subject matter, not the person that's looking for a quick sale and to pick up a quick five, 10, $15,000 for literally just opening a door. So when you take that person, and this is based on my personal, my personal observation and my personal history, when you take when you take that person from pillar to post and help them to obtain something that they've been wanting and dreaming to obtain, and you help them with credit score, you help them with with doing everything, connecting them with someone like yourself, telling them about home ownership, directing them in the right direction, and then that day comes where they've been able to secure what it is that they've been trying to achieve, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. And in yeah. addition to you being that real estate professional, what that does for you is it really sets the stage for you to get what we, what we refer to as referral business. Absolutely, man. Look, when you get that invitation to that housewarming and you're in that house, man, with, with 20, 30, the closest family and friends, and they share that testimony of how, you know, that realtor was there with them from the beginning. You know, yeah. you, you met such and such and, you know, they got them in touch with the loan officer. You wasn't credit worthy, but they put you in a program. They followed up with you every 45, 60 days. And they just really just trusted the process. We trusted him. And now, yeah. boom, we're here. Now, everybody in the house, like, give me your number. Give me your card. Give, exactly. me, your number, give me your card. Exactly. That's what it's all about, man, because exactly. this is really a relationship business. It ain't about the house. These right. are real people, man, with real lives with real past mistakes and transgressions that yeah. need somebody to love them and care for them because that house means something, man. Your yeah. family, your kids, school districts, your neighbors, your dogs, the amenities around you, you become part of the community, the neighborhood. Like it's bigger than just a commission. Right. It's a person, it's a family. I couldn't have said it better, man. Um, you know? When we start talking about late payments, um, how do late payments on loans or late payments on credit cards, how do they typically affect the potential home buyer's credit score. Yeah, man. That, I mean, that's again, 30, 35%, bro. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta do that. And it's unfortunate for people that just obviously life happens. You fall behind, you get behind on stuff. Um, and sometimes it might, it might even be if you only got a late payment or two, call that creditor man and say, hey, listen, I, you know, my my job is at risk or or something's going on in my life, and I mm -hmm. and can I get an exception? And can I get a waiver or courtesy deletion of this? I've, I've been current for five years. I've been with you and I just had a lapse because my pay period, my check was short or whatever. Can I get a courtesy exception? Sometimes they might grant you a one-time waiver deletion and get it off. Mm -hmm. You just got to recognize the magnitude of what that late means, man. Exactly. So, so in your experience, Derek, um, what are some of the misconceptions about credit repair that real estate professionals should be aware of. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of people say, man, I could do it myself. I mean, right. that's the same way like a realtor, a, a seller for sale by owner would tell you, I don't need no realtor. I could sell right. my house myself. And you can't <laughs> sell your house yourself, but you got to know how to negotiate through home inspections. You got to know addendums and contracts. And, you know, you can try to figure it out if you detail enough. But 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 being able to have somebody in that middle line of representation, just like an attorney represents your interests, right? You have to be the mouthpiece. You know that's what we do. We we are the ones that's the gap fillers who who fill in the gap with the bureaus 
been doing it, know the leverage of the laws to be able to put you in best position. So that's that's number one. You know, number two, man, you might have some people to say it, it don't work. And a lot of those people may have just been plugged into the wrong situation with the wrong individual who promised all these things, $2,500 and do credit sweeps and stuff like that. Look, it's no magic wand to this stuff, man. Right. I mean, right. It, ain't, it ain't a quick, fast situation. I'm going to wipe you out and it's all good. Look, it took you years to get bad stuff on your report. Yeah. It only take months to get it off. You got to be patient. It's a process. Right, right, right. So so what would you say the the impact of the debt to income ratio on the credit evaluation for home loans and how can those clients improve that uh, that that ratio? Yeah, man. Um, I know I think one of the things, again, you want to keep them balances below 30 percent, but sometimes you might need to call them and ask them to increase your limit. Right. Because right? if you got a thousand dollar credit card. Right. And and 30 percent is 300. But you owe 500. You're over 30%. But That's if they increase that limit to 2000 Now you're back in good. You, yeah, because that 30% of that is 600 And you have yeah. 500 Yeah, so, so now you're below 30%. So sometimes you might need to call them. Hey, listen, I got some things coming up that I, I need to be able to increase my limit uh, in the event of emergency, tuition, or whatever. Can I get a bump up? Especially if you've been paying on time. That's why that payment history, man, it gives you power. It gives you control if you have maintained a a credit worthiness as it relates to your payment history, because now you got a little latitude where you can do some other things. Okay. So let's talk about, let's talk about really quickly. Um, and then after I ask you this question, man, we're going to go to a break and pay some bills here, but really quickly, can, can paying off a collection account, can that immediately improve your credit score or is that the right move? Man, I'm always an advocate, obviously. I mean, you want to pay the stuff off, right? But, but it's, it just shows paid as agreed, which is still a negative notation. Yeah, you got to get it off as if it don't exist. Even right. if you settle, you owe me five hundred bucks. What can you do today to work this out? I'll see you two fifty on a credit report. It's going to say settled debt for amount right. less than what was owed. That's a derogatory notation. So again, if I'm looking to loan you money, I'm like, okay, you owe these other people money. You paid them, but you shorted them. You paid them, but they had to fight you. So right. it's different between paying them and then boom, that stain is gone. That taintedness has been deleted. So we still got to get off, man. That's why, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just, a, I'm obviously I'm a little biased because I'm in the space, but like you got to get that stuff off the report as if you, you got a fresh start. Right, right. This is good information, man. I got a couple more questions that I want to ask you, but I want to go and, and pay some bills, man, and, and let our sponsors get their time in. So this is Dr. Carlton Bell. You're listening to the Real Estate Blueprint Podcast with uh, my special guest and dear friend, Mr. Derek Jason Smith. We'll be back right after these important messages. Are you in need of captivating graphic, web, or publication designs that truly stand out? Look no further. Introducing VX Pro, your ultimate solution for all your design needs. At VX Pro, we believe in crafting designs that leave a lasting impact and tell a powerful story. Our team of experts is dedicated to creating designs that embody depth, creativity, and compassion, ensuring that every project we undertake is nothing short of exceptional. From stunning publications that captivate your audience, to custom website designs that redefine your online presence, to honoring a loved one's legacy through meaningful funeral programs, our creative services have got you covered. Ready to experience the VX Pro difference? Visit our website at vxproinc.com and let us bring your vision to life. VX Pro, delivering excellence beyond your expectation, one design at a time. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, 
or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. And we're back. Welcome back to the Real Estate Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carlton Bell, with my honored guest today, Mr. Derek Jason Smith uh, with Freedom Path Financial. Uh, we're talking today in regards to the pathway to uh, credit worthiness, financial, financial independence, and literacy. So, Mr. Smith, uh, last question, last couple of questions that I have for you, man. Um, I want to know how effective do you believe uh, debt consolidation strategies are in improving credit scores? And what do you believe the, the potential risk of those uh, programs are? You know, debt consolidation companies, man, I'm not a really a big fan because just think about this, bro. I got a thousand dollars. I got five thousand dollar credit cards. Mm hmm. And I consolidate them all into one, one pack of five grand and I'm paying $50 a month. Now I just slowed up my ability to pay them all off individually and getting the benefit from the individual payoffs because now they've been lumped together. And so it might take me 10 years now, five years to pay off five grand worth of debt because I'm paying $50 a month on this bundled amount. Versus me getting a tax return, paying a thousand, knocked it out. Boom, got an extra advance on my job. Boom, knocked it out. It, you you can speed it up on your own, doing it a different way. And so, really, that's just a a a, a systematic way for someone to manage your life because you can't do it yourself. So consolidation doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to give you the money, pay the credit cards off for you, give you all zero balance on those trade lines that you have out there, and now you have this one bigger debt with this consolidation company it just means that they're going to lump everything together and put it in it put it in an envelope for you and in the umbrella up under them but you still have those same obligations or those same balances on those credit cards still sitting out there yeah because they're calling your creditors saying we're going to work out a payment arrangement we're going to uh, send you 15 dollars a month we're going to send you 15 dollars a month we're going to send you 25 dollars a month and they doing what you could do. And they just telling you, boom, look, we talked to all your creditors. We worked our payment arrangement. So all inclusively, you're going to pay a hundred bucks a month and we're going to spread it out. But you could do that on your own. Right. And then they take a portion of that hundred dollars a month to, for their management fee. And it's not really necessarily worth it. Now, again, for somebody that needs that level of accountability, I mean, look, I'm not going, I'm not going to stomp on nobody's business model. Uh, but for those people that kind of need to be handheld that way, I mean, if that's, you don't trust yourself at all. You just bad with money. You just, I just need somebody to just do it and send one bill. Just I mean, you just got no upside downside. You feel me? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you fall in that particular category, then obviously you shouldn't even be looking at something like a 500, 600, $700, $800,000 house. Nevertheless, even a $350,000 townhouse, you might want to, you might want to sit down and do some self-evaluation. And I think from a real estate uh, professional standpoint, you got to be able to have those open and honest conversations with individuals without being afraid of hurting someone's feelings. There's a there's a very tactful way of letting people know that they are not prepared and not ready to take on this responsibility just yet. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You already know your past. You know what you've been through. Exactly. And the process and, and requirements are the requirements. They don't have nothing to do with me. You right. know, I'm just messaging, sharing your reality with you. So let's let's talk about your company, man, and some of the experiences. You know, if if they um, it, it, based on what you guys have been able to perform and some of the things that you've been able to do, I know you told us about the one young lady that you got the bankruptcy off of her credit report. But give us some more instances, some more situations where you guys were successful. Some success stories is what I'm looking for. Give me maybe one or two of them. Yeah, man. I, you know, someone had a uh, child support judgment on their credit report. Because keep in mind, when something gets dis disputed. The credit bureau's got to verify your full name, which if you got a common name, that works to your good. Yeah. Mailing address, date you open up the account. So if you moved around a lot, right, you moved three times in the last five years, that could be harder to do. They got to verify the date you open up the account. The amount to the penny that's reflected on the credit report got to be accurate. So all those things got to be accurate and true. So when you have hard cases like a child support judgment, Mm -hmm. But they got to verify the amount 
is accurate. You could have made dad, dad could have made a payment that ain't get calculated in the child support numbers for whatever reason. So that amount on a credit report saying I owe 7,000 ain't right. I only owe 5,200. Right. So all those things got to work. So I got a judgment off a guy's report, man, went up 60 some odd points. He was pumped up, excited about that. Now keep in mind, he still owes baby mom that cash. Yeah, absolutely. Don't let him forget that. Absolutely. Now he, it doesn't look like he's irresponsible. He can still get a get a job or do whatever he, he got to do to look like he's an irresponsible dad. You know right. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. His business between him and her. I mean, so those scenarios do happen, man. I, I get a lot of those, you know, things that uh, can come off the report. And we just, you know, we are the best of the best. I boast in that. And we do some great work, man. Yeah. So if I'm if, if I have people that are that are challenged. Um, and not financially, but from a credit rating standpoint, and I bring those people over to you, what are some of the significant things that we're talking about with them coming out of the gate? How do we get them set up? What are we talking about as far as a time frame to get them ready? Because you know that some of these loan officers used to use this term called rapid rescore. Yeah. Which I never knew exactly what that was, yeah. you know? I had no idea. So what are some of the things that you guys are doing that's going to position them to purchase a house that's going to help make the real estate professional and the loan officer's job a whole lot easier and getting them qualified to purchase? All right, a rapid rescore is like a assimilator tool, which the loan officer really doesn't want to do because they got to pay for that. Okay. Right. And so it's almost as if your credit card balance is $1,000. They put that scenario into the rapid rescore and it just simply spits out. You got to get that balance down below 300. Okay. And so all it is is the algorithm will tell you if you do this or do that, it's going to increase your score. But it's not taking action to do it on your behalf. Right. So right. when they come back and say to you, well, pay this down by a certain <laughs> number of dollars or per pay these credit cards down by a certain number of dollars, in essence, they're kind of giving you um, a simulated rapid rescore because they know what's going to come back from yeah. it to help you get approved for the loan. How does that differ for what you guys do uh, on your end? Yeah, we're actually disputing to get stuff off. Okay. We want to get it off. And so therefore, when you go back to the loan officer, he doesn't even see that it existed. Okay. I get this was never there. So there's right. nothing for him to rapid rescore or simulate. Right. He's only right. simulating negative stuff, trying to come to a result that works for you and him. So okay. in our instance, we want to give you a clean slate whereby the need for that from him is not even relevant to the situation. Right. I get it. So mm -hmm. if, if we're talking about having people come over the Freedom Path, having people connect with you, you know, tell us about your program. How expensive is it? Yeah. So you you first, you can send an email to Derek at FreedomPath.com, D-E-R-R-I-C-K, Derek at FreedomPath.com. Uh, our program is $189. That's your upfront cost of $99 a month. Um, one cycle is 60 days. So that means oh. in your first 60 days, if you got 10 negative items, we get them all off or we get five or six off day 61 starts your next cycle. And we repeat that process until you're satisfied. It's no contract, no termination fee. Again, on average, it's going to take somebody probably two to eight months to get the stuff off the report. Some people, depending on what it is, if it's older items, Right. Those things come off a lot quicker. So some things, all of them can come off your first 60 days. It really just depends on the anatomy of the individual because everybody's situation is different. But the great thing about our program, man, our clients have their own login portal where they can log in, track them onto their progress 24-7. So although I might enroll them, it's not a situation where they got to keep calling me and finding out what's going on. They can log in on day 60. They can click update in real time. Yeah. Your credit profile will update itself and you can see what has been deleted and the improvement in your score while we're going through that process. So it's very, very simple, man. We do everything, you know, pretty much for the client where they can log in, see what's happening. They can process their own disputes through the back office and our team of advisors can walk them through that process and get it done. It's a real streamlined process. And at, 80, at 99 bucks a month, it comes with credit monitoring because we want to make sure that, that, that anything inaccurate, erroneous doesn't pop up while we're going through this process. So you get real-time notifications on that. You get some other budgeting tools and some other great benefits with the $99. The credit repair is just the flagship service in that program. Great, man. This is good stuff, man. So if I'm a real estate professional, which I am, um, I need to have you on my team. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. I'm, 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 I'm not a competitor. 
Right. I'm complimenting your business because I'm your lifeline to make sure and ensure that you don't turn nobody away. Now right. you can lead generate more because you know you got some back end support. I'm the center, swatting exactly. all the shots away. You right. swat them away. I'm making sure that they're good so we can get the, to get the basket and go to the championship. Exactly, exactly. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. So in our in our closing remarks, man, you know, uh, in today's economy with everything that's going on right now. You know, the way the interest rates are and what people are believing is going on and, and with the pricing of housing being too high and or thinking that the price of housing is too high or they want to wait and things of that nature. Do you have anything that you want to share in regards to what they should be doing to make sure that they're maintaining their credit as we move into this holiday season? Yeah, man, just don't over leverage yourself, man. I know, you know, as parents, I got two boys myself. We want to be uh, in a place of high generosity and showing that love in the Christmas spirit. But you got to manage that stuff. And so you you can't just go above and beyond what you can or cannot do. You can't have an amazing Christmas. And then come January, you know, your paycheck is not even suffice to cover your bills. And now you're chasing and now it becomes unrecoverable for most people. Um, you just got to work hard. You got to really manage your spending. That's why another great piece in this this program is a budgeting tool where you can put your bank account information in there and it'll itemize your expenditures, right? You spend yeah. two, this is how much you spend monthly on gas. This yeah. is how much you spend two mo uh, monthly on food. This is what you spend monthly on extracurricular stuff, clothes and all that. And sometimes, man, when you really sit down and track your expenses on a monthly basis, you realize, man, what I need to cut back. I mean, I go to Starbucks every day and I'm spending $5 a day, man. That's that's $25 a work week. That's 100 bucks a month. Maybe I need to buy me a Keurig coffee machine and, and just get my coffee from home. Yeah. That $100 is my kid's cell phone bill. And yeah. so you really start to think about all of those things, man. It just puts things in perspective for you. You filling up your gas tank $50 every two, two, three days. Maybe you might need to find a job that's closer to your house. Right. That's costing you a lot of money. So we got to just reevaluate how we live and how we spend and what we earn and put it all together, man, so we can be right, so we can live a life of financial independence and freedom, because that's what it's all about. Yeah. So you guys aren't really just focused on just helping people fix their credit. You guys are uh, helping people understand what it means to be financially independent. Yeah, man. Financial services, man. That that That's it, man. Because I mean, I think obviously we didn't grow up in a society of, of, of elementary school and college learning how to manage a checkbook or budget money or whatever we learned through trial and error the hard way and so a lot of people didn't grow up in households where their parents told them this is what we pay for a car note this is yeah. what our mortgage is and mom and dad makes x y and z and so therefore the reason i'm telling you no i can't buy you these tennis shoes is yeah. because you gotta wait till friday versus right. on tuesday Right. You gotta right. be able to walk them through that. So that typically doesn't happen. Obviously, we all manage our transparency and vulnerability with our children, but at some point it it hinders their 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 know-how because those conversations don't happen nowhere at all until they get their first job. Now they try and figure it out. Right. Do you guys have any programs or anything along those lines that are catered towards helping people educate their children in that particular process? Absolutely. It's all in there, man. We got some great education tools, um, you know, some training videos, education videos that you can watch with your children that really just put us on the other side of that line, man. So therefore it is a a, a no child, no family left behind situation because that's really what it's about. Yeah, because you and I both know, and we've had this conversation before, you know, especially within our community, that conversation doesn't take place at our dinner table. That conversation yep. may take place in other communities at other dinner tables, but it doesn't take place in our dinner table. And it's like you said, you know, it's get a job and then figure it out as yep. you go. So, so financial literacy, education, credit awareness, man, I really appreciate you, man, for coming here today and sharing this information with us, man. Um, one last time, man, how can they reach you? What social media platforms are you on? Uh, put your, put your info out there for the people, man, so they can reach out to you. Yeah, you can send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K at freedompath.com. And uh, my name is what it is, Derek Jason Smith on uh, Facebook and, uh, and Instagram and the like. And uh, yeah, I love to be a resource to to my partners. I, I love the industry, my realtors, my mortgage professionals, because uh, I'm one of you guys. I mean, that's the only career that I know. And so I'm in the space. And uh, and so it just does my heart good where I can come alongside the, 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 the professionals and, and help increase their bottom lines, man, because 
that industry has changed my life. If it wasn't for, you know, me feeling like for one, I got the mindset to be a successful entrepreneur, but finding the right industry where I can go out and be a resource for people and see them, them, them come home after a hard days work and I contribute to that uh, is a beautiful thing. And, uh, but my income was predicated on me having not just clients, but credit worthy clients. It's two Absolutely. Absolutely. And then there's credit prospects. Absolutely. You feel me? That prospect ain't a client until that yeah. prospect is ready, willing, and able. Absolutely. Think about that other side. You excited, you get that call, but you got it. Is it a prospect or it's a client? Absolutely. You feel me? Absolutely. That smile will turn to a frown real fast. You get the <laughs> call saying that ain't right, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I miss you in this industry, brother, because it it's not too many of us that understand that process. Yeah. You know, so, but look, man, I want to thank you so much, man, for joining me here today, man, on the Real Estate Blueprint Podcast. Uh, my name is Dr. Carlton Bell. This has been my honored guest, Mr. Derek Jason Smith. Look for us, talk to us, reach out to us on all major streaming platforms. You can find our podcast there. Thank you for joining us, guys. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Bye now. Thank you for joining us here today on the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast, where greatness awaits you. Take note, success in real estate does not solely rely on relentless effort. Rather, it's about implementing intelligent strategies and focusing on consistent skill enhancement. Business development and coaching offers the direction, tactics, and expert knowledge you require to spot phenomenal growth and development in your business. So don't hold back from taking your real estate career to the next level. Let's be clear, the transformative power of coaching can establish or rejuvenate your real estate enterprise. So seize the chance today and allow us to guide you to the peak of success that you've always envisioned. Kindly visit our website at itriumphenterprises.com as well as follow us on all social media platforms at drfitz17 for all of your real estate coaching and consulting needs. You can listen to our podcast on all major streaming platforms. So get in touch with us today to commit your journey towards a prosperous future in real estate. Well, we'll see you here every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast, where greatness awaits you. I'm your host, Dr. Carlton Bell. Thank you again for joining us, and we hope to see you real soon.